Welcome to Ministry Focus Podcast with Chad and all. This is the place where we talk real and we live Jesus. Hello and welcome to Ministry Focus Podcast with your host Chad Nall and uh, coming to you today with an interesting topic. The topic is lions, wolves, and cowards. You heard it right. Lions, wolves, and cowards. And we're going to be driving this conversation today out of the book of Ezekiel chapter 22. And so uh, Ezekiel chapter 22, I really, I'm going to begin just by talking about one verse to begin off with. And this one verse is a verse that's been used and preached so many different ways that it's been uh, taken out of context so often that I really want to put it in the proper context today as we have a discussion. So I'm going to read this one verse. It's Ezekiel 22, verse number 30. The Word of God says, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge. And stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. I found none. This, listen, it's important to understand. If you're going to put something into the proper context, you must talk about what it means and what it's not talking about. So this verse is not talking about God can't find a man to preach the message of salvation. This verse is not talking about God's inability to find a man to preach on sin or God's difficulty in finding a man to preach on sanctification and that of separation. So if we're going to examine the biblical context of this passage and discover what God is talking to Ezekiel about, we must understand this. The land is first dirty. The land was dirty. In verse 24, it says, Thou art the land that is not cleansed. He goes on to say that the land was also dry. The, the last portion of verse 24 says, Nor rained upon in the day of indignation. Then we're being told in verses 25 through 31 that the land was being destroyed. This is a horrible situation. And there's a horror going on this absolutely uncalled for. There are four elements that are inflicting terror and hurt on this nation. And you know, when I really look at this, it's very sad to me because it is the folks that are supposed to be uh, standing for God, standing with God, and leading a nation toward God. And so if we will look at verse 25, we see that the prophets were even conspiring. They were committing treason. They were, they were bringing themselves together in an unlawful alliance. Listen to what verse 25 says. There is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof. Like a roaring lion ravening the prey, they have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows in the midst thereof. Not only were the prophets conspiring, but we're, we're told in verse 26 that the priests were confused. The religious leaders were confused. Listen to verse 26. It says they didn't know the difference between the holy and the profane. Verse 26 says, Her priests have violated my law and have profaned mine holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and the profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean and have hid their eyes from my Sabbath. And I am profaned among them. So the, even the, the priests were confused. So notice what else? In verse 27, it says that the princes were even corrupt. Listen, verse 27 says, Her princes in the midst thereof are like wolves ravening the prey to shed blood and to destroy souls to get dishonest gain. And then not only were 
listen, not only were the prophets, the priests, and the princes um, in a bad situation, but listen, the people were even joining in on this, uh, this horrible situation. Listen in verse 29. The people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. So we see the peoples even causing oppression. They're oppressing those that are unfortunate and less. So this is a bad situation. This nation is in trouble. And it is uh, it is in a bad, bad situation. It's, it's horrible is what it is. But I want you to notice what God does. God goes on a hunt. God is searching for a man. So God sought for a man. All it takes is one man to turn the tide. God sought for a man among them. <clears throat> I find this interesting because he wasn't searching for someone outside of them, but a man among them. The man that God was searching for was to prevent the prophets and the priests from getting into the mist. See, God's not going to use an outsider to change what is going on in the mist. He's not going to use someone from the outside to change what's going on. On the inside, three times we see that the roaring lions and the ravening wolves are in the mist. They're in the middle of the people. They're in the middle of the nation. They're in the middle of what's going on. We see it twice in verse 25 and then once in verse 27. There's so many specifics to this. So how does this happen? What was God looking for? That uh, What was God looking for the man to do? The man that he's searching for. Well, we can get the answer to that in verse 1 and 2. If we'll go back and look, listen to what the Word of God says. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Now thou son of man, wilt thou judge? Wilt thou judge the bloody city? Yea, thou shalt show her all her abominations. You see, God searched for a man that could identify the roaring lions and the ravening wolves. Can I say just for a moment, as I take a side note, there's a shortage of men today that will call uh, a wolf a wolf. There's a shortage of preachers today that will call a lion a lion. God is calling for confrontation. In verse 2, he says, Thou shalt show her all her abominations. Listen, someone has to confront the shedding of blood in the mist. Someone has to confront the idolatry, which was talked about in verse 3. Someone has to confront the reproach and the mockery to the rest of the world. You see that in verses 4 and 5? Someone has to confront the oppression of the estrangers, the fatherless and the widows, as it says in verse 7. Someone has to confront the profaning of the holy and the spiritual things, as it says in verse 8. Someone has to confront the lewdness that's being committed in verse 9. Someone has to confront the sexual depravity in verses 10 and 11. And finally, someone has to confront the bribery, greed, financial corruption, and extortion, which is laid out in verses 12 and 13. You see, there has to come a realization. It is not just about pointing out the wolves and the lion. It's much bigger cause. There's a seriousness to this mission that, listen, listen, that I should not destroy the land. God says, hey, listen, I'm looking for a man to stand in the gap. I'm looking for a man to make up the hedge that I should not destroy the land. God's message to Ezekiel was not that the lions would destroy the land, and they were. God's message to Ezekiel was not that the wolves would destroy the land, and they were. God's message to Ezekiel was not that the lions would destroy the land, and they were. God's message to Ezekiel was not that the prophets would destroy the land, because they were. God's message to Ezekiel was not that the priests would destroy the land, and they were. God's message to Ezekiel was not that the princes would destroy the land, and they were. God's message was 
uh, to Ezekiel, it was not that the people would destroy the land, and they were. It was ultimately going to be the lack of someone willing to stand in the gap and make up the hedge that would ultimately bring about the destruction of the land. This is heartbreaking. This is a heartbreaking realization, and that is that God sought for a man and found none. This is... Uh, this is a God that sees everything. This is a God that knows everything. This is a God that is everywhere. If you and I can't find something, it can be blamed on our limitations concerning our ability to search. When God can't find something, it's because it does not exist. It doesn't exist. He couldn't find one single man to identify all of these atrocities. He couldn't find one single man to say, Thus saith the Lord. He couldn't find one single man to be a mouthpiece, to make up or stand in the hedge, to make up the gap. He couldn't find one single man to confront the lions and the wolves that tried to get into the mist. In a land filled with roaring lions, God only found cowardly and unwilling men. In a land filled with ravening wolves, the only thing God found were a bunch of cowards. You say, wow, it's not my fight. Is it your land? You say, preacher, it's not my problem. I say, is it your people? You say, pastor, the destruction and the devouring going on is just too big to take on. You say, hey, brother, I don't want to get involved. The lions and the wolves are in our midst. You are involved. The treasure and the precious things in verse 25 might be your wife or your children next. God was just looking for a man, one, just one. So here's the question. Are you a man or are you a coward? Because there was no man. God issued his judgment in verse 31. Listen to what he says. Therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. You see, that person that God is searching for can be anyone that is willing to do what needs to be done. That person can start by standing for what is right in their own personal life. That person can start by standing for what is right in their own home. That person can start by standing for what is right on the job. You can start today. Will you? Will you stand? Will you be the one that God can use to make a difference? All He needs is someone who is obedient and willing. So as you go out this week and as you step into the mission field and as you go out as a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ, be willing to stand and do what's right. That's what God's searching for he was searching for it way back then, and he's searching for it even today. I hope and pray that today's message was a blessing to you. I hope that um, you can use it to encourage your walk and to understand that God is just wanting someone to make a difference. That someone can be you. God bless. I enjoyed our conversation today. If you need to contact me, you can go to my webpage. That's www.chadnallministries.org.org. Go to the contact page and you can 
drop me a message there. My contact information is there. I would love to talk to you. I would love to help you in any way. God bless. And remember, this is the place where we talk real and live Jesus. God bless and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Ministry Focus Podcast with Chad and all the place where we talk real and live Jesus. Be sure to tune in next week as we focus on another area of ministry in the local church.